but the game was different, right? The the, the rules was different. The ball. Oh, the, was Euro, different, the, right? Euro, the Euro style is different in America. The Euro style was a lot different in America. <laughs> That's the Especially, first time y'all seen that Euro step too, huh? Absolutely. Uh, right. So today on the Euro step, and we have got uh, Coach Destiny Bragman here. Um, she is joining us. Very exclusive interview. First one we had in person. Um, so excited, nervous, all going on. Um, too much shadow in the camera, but it's fine. Because we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Um, Coach, thanks for taking the time out and hanging out with us today. Thanks for having me, Coach. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, about the program, and, and you know your history of coaching? Yeah. Um, I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico. I got to play. I finished high school at Monzano, played at Trinidad State for two years. I was the number two shot blocker in the nation when I left was able to go play at Stephen F. Austin where we won conference our junior and my junior and senior year. We went to the NIT my senior year and lost in the first round. My junior year we took second in the WBI. I called Coach Holt and said thank you for everything you did for me and I was able to be his assistant because Coach McGill was leaving to coach volleyball at that time. So it worked out really well. I got to coach uh, at Trinidad State for a year, two and a half years, and then I was the assistant at Western Colorado University for a year, and then Coach Holden was actually retiring, so I got a call and, you know, we made it work. Nice. It was nice coming back. Nice, okay, what's it, what's it like um, at Trinidad State? It's gorgeous. It's, it's, for me, it's perfect. It's a small town. They love the community. The community loves the kids at the college, and it's just a good place to be if you really just want to focus on yourself and get better and do your thing for two years and go. Nice. What's the city? Trinidad, Colorado. Okay. Okay. Um, nice. So um, it doesn't have to be an exact number, but how many international players would you say you've helped recruit? Probably about ten. Okay. Ten at nice. least, probably. So. We've had, we try and go international. I mean, we love um, Spain. We've had Colombia this year. We've had our fair share of Australia. And hopefully we can keep expanding and keep seeing where we can get in the future. Nice. Okay, cool. Um, why would you recruit an international kid over a domestic? I just, I love their style of play. Like, it's it's different. They bring something different to the game that I love. Like, our, we've had a lot of point guards, a lot of shooting guards. I mean, you tell them to go get to the basket and go get a bucket, they're, they're going to nine times out of ten do it. Okay, cool. And just, I feel like they like their style of play is just advanced when it compared to here. Just different, I guess. Okay, and is that, I mean, is that the majority of the ten? I know it's a small sample size compared mm -hmm. to the amount of domestic kids that you've had, but um, would you say all of the international kids that you've had, they've been that further ahead of the domestic players or no? Uh, I would say it's about a 50-50 toss-up. I mean, we've had some kids that came in and blew it out of the water, and then we had some kids that picked junior college because they needed to develop more, and it worked out really well for them. Okay, nice. Um, Who's the best international player that you recruited? <laughs> You're going to put me on the not, spot? Not to put you on the spot. I would say that I have personally coached would be probably Maria Gente. She has been a phenomenal player for us. Um, she's going to believe when she leaves here, she'll have the steal record. Uh, she had 105 steals last year, averaging, I want to say it was 12 to 15 as a freshman this year. Came in, I think right now she's sitting at 18 right now, averaging point-wise. And I mean, the kid just knows how to score and play. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's wild. All right. Um, and when did you, you've had her for two years? I've had her for two years. 
Okay, nice, good. Um, can you explain the process of recruiting an international student athlete? So, in terms of um, when you see him or, you know, from how do you hear about him? Um, her, I don't know if it, you'd say club coach, but her, yeah. I would say her club coach sent me some film on her. I watched it and I was instantly like, how are you still available? So of course then I was I was calling him on WhatsApp. I was seeing what, what we needed to do, kind of what she was looking for. I was wanting to see like, is she willing to make that commitment to come overseas and everything like that? Talk to her, talk to her family, and we loved each other from the very beginning. It was a good fit. Okay, nice. She was looking for a small town, but a place where she'd be able to work on herself. She'd be coming in and being able to play right away, and absolutely. Okay. <laughs> um, and what is is that the the case for most or all the international kids that you recruited? So I would say so. I mean, with Kat this year, she came in from Colombia. I mean, really good guard came in as well too. She was probably right up there with Maria in that in that okay. pick earlier. Um, she's been phenomenal for us. I mean, she's averaging 10 points right now. Her last game, I think she had seven steals, I think six assists and like five rebounds. So, I mean, it's just they know that they're trying to get a scholarship to play at that next level yeah, here in the yeah, United yeah. States. So, there's, I think there's a different chip on their shoulder when they get over here, you know? Mm, definitely. Um, yeah, they, they, they do, especially when I find players that come from um, – Tough backgrounds, you know what I mean, and they they're, they're in a situation where there's not many people that get their way out to go to the states, and they don't have that opportunity. They are hungry, and they you know um, whether it's junior college or um, D two, like, like they always want to try and get to you know Division one. So absolutely, I think I think they know that they've got to put the work in, and they know that they're trying to make sure that they're bettering themselves and their family, especially if they're making the commitment to come overseas. So yeah, true. Um, how uh, uh, how valuable is highlight tape to you? I love highlight tape. I mean, for me, it's a good sample. I get to see kind of what you're bringing in. It lets me know, like, it, it kind of catches my eye, you know? Like, I want to see in two minutes, can you wow me a little bit? And then after that, I definitely want to watch some game film, some full game film, and see, like, how much of the highlight tape is true, how much of okay. it was uh, some really of your best basketball <laughs> you've ever played. Like you see that one move on that one clip <laughs> exactly. and then never seen again. Exactly. So, I mean, the highlight tape really helps me kind of peek into what kind of player you are and what you're bringing in and kind of lets me know what I get to work with okay. when you get here. And when you are looking at a highlight tape versus a game tape, what are you looking at in particular in a game tape? Is it just the move so to speak or is there more to it? I would say more to it. It depends on the position. Like for a point guard, I love a point guard that's kind of it's bouncy, you know what I'm saying? Like hard to yeah. guard, like different levels, like maybe rock you to sleep and then maybe blow by you with a burst of speed. I love someone like for us we run a dribble drive this year and we've um, we've done that since last year as well. So I mean someone that can just really get direct, go finish at the rim. I mean, I love I love a highlight tape. I mean, show me you can shoot the three. Show me you can score with both hands. Show me you can pass. Um, but I mean, I don't really need fifteen of threes on one highlight. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like after a while, yeah, yeah, I'm like okay, yeah. like I get it. I get it. You or, or I assume you can make free throws. You don't need to put those on the highlight tape either. That's enough. That's a, a good question <laughs> because I you know I do watch highlight tape. See, you're laughing because you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? To so be like, okay, you know, the first clip of the highlight tape. You know, they're dribbling, they got their dribble routine, and then they shoot the free throw. They got the high fives in there, and you're like, 
Okay. See, okay. I love it. <laughs> but I assume you can make free throws, and I assume you're a good teammate. I, I, I hope that goes without saying. So, yeah. <laughs> show me your best stuff. Give me two to three minutes of you just putting on a show. You know, they got the, they got the, especially when someone gets a tent, you see the ref doing the tent sign, and then they got the walk, and then everyone's standing at a halfway line, and then it's in their highlight tape shooting the free throw. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I always just think I'm like, if that's on there, I'm like, either you didn't have enough film yeah, to stretch exactly, it, yeah. or we just really wanted to show that for some reason. So I don't know. Um, and sometimes that could be a highlight tip can definitely hurt you. Um, and there's the, for me the rebound. You know the rebound that like, just land in your hand, like you didn't even leave the floor. Um, you know the ball comes and it just hits you in your hand, and it's on the highlight tip. I'm like. I get nervous with stuff like that because I'm like, that's a highlight. I don't know if uh, I don't know if we're gonna be saying eye to eye. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's interesting, man. It's, we want to <laughs> see the best bits, and then you know, um, I'd always say to send, I'd send the highlight tape and a link to the full game. Yes, I would say a perfect email would just let me know, like, kind of who you are, where you're from, your position, um, what what you're interested in academically. Maybe um, if you want to come up to like, a, like these are some available dates that if we do move forward, like I can look at and see if there's okay. something like that. I would love if they could send transcripts just so I can, I can already see where you're looking Get at academically. Like yeah, just so I can kind of help you along with that process and then highlight in the game film would be great. That's a perfect email in my opinion. Awesome. I, um, I didn't think about sending the transcripts ahead of time. Just to make sure, like, if you can send your transcripts, your ACT, your SATs, it just shows me that, hey, you're on it, you're making sure you're getting stuff ready to go, and you are ready to be at the college level, you know, I don't want to hold your hand so much, you know, like, if you can already send, like, maybe if you've already done, like, the NCAA Clearinghouse number, just so we can have it in email saved for when we're talking to four-year coaches about you, we can tell them, like, hey, there are, there you have ABC done, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That is interesting, especially... I guess, and this is you know the whole point of this whole platform is understanding that you there's more to it than just being able to hit a three oh, I uh, or grab a rebound or whatever. So understanding that hey, I need or you the player needs to have their NCAA clearance house yes. started at least. At least, I mean, and even if like say it's you don't know if you want to go NCA or NAI. I mean, just having maybe one of them done just so you can have like hey, we do have some options right off the bat because. When you want to start doing those official visits to NCA uh, schools, you have to have that stuff done before you even get on campus. Mm -hmm. So it's just one step that helps us get you into a better fit faster. You know, just so we can look better prepared. I like it. I like it. Um, uh, what would be the best way for an overseas player to contact yourself or a college coach? And I, can't, I guess we kind of spoke about it with the email, but mm -hmm. is there anything else you'd like to elaborate on? I think email is just the best way. I mean, if you can somehow find their WhatsApp beforehand, I mean, that's good. But, okay. I mean, that's just kind of a shot in the door. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Is there any other way? So, you know, I guess, as a, especially as a college coach, mm -hmm. you probably get, you know, 10 emails a day or whatever, 10, 15 a week, whatever, of, hey, coach, I'm awesome. <laughs> um, you know, I've never missed a shot in my life. Um <laughs> You know, I am. I'm a phenomenal team. I am. I am seven foot with a, you know, guard-like quickness. Where, where are you? Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, all, all these emails. Everyone's like, everyone's like the best player. Mm -hmm. um, so, how do you 
kind of stand out in that you know list of everyone saying they're amazing? I would say short and sweet. Like if you're a good player, it, your game will speak for yourself. I mean, if you send me a five-page letter, I might I might be a little concerned. Okay. Um, like I said, for me, if you can just tell me who you are, where you're from, why you're in ship, maybe how even you heard of our school and everything like that, and then you let me know, we'll go from there. But. You know, like I said, I'm gonna, like you said, I am gonna see a lot of emails in a day. It's like, so it's like, catch my attention quick. Okay. Is there, I'm not trying to, you know, put you on the spot, okay. but is there times where you see an email and you like just click, just like you just click off it and scroll through? As in, like, I don't like that or? Or like you've seen, so you, you know, you go to your inbox and you've got. Mm-hmm. Five emails that you've never seen before, like from foreign um, addresses, mm-hmm. and you just like you know skip, skip, skip. Do you ever? No, I, I feel like I try and at least look at it. I mean, if it looks kind of spammy, I get yeah. a little nervous. I'm okay, like, oh, yeah, 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 no, because yeah, yeah. you know, it, if I don't want to mess up my computer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. So I got you. I think for the most part, I'm gonna look at them all because you never know. Someone might send you might something. That it might be a diamond in the rough right there. Okay, cool. Um, I would say for sure just to make sure that they're all proofread and everything. I have got some emails before where it's not the most grammatically correct thing or um, there was a player that attached the wrong film and it was a a different sport. Like I guess they also played softball so they sent the basketball coach their softball film so I was like I already kind of don't like your attention to detail. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or the best is when they send the wrong name in it like hi coach Williams I'm like and all you can tell they just copied and pasted. Yeah, copied and pasted. So it's all, like, yeah. it just looks really lazy at that point. Yeah, man, yeah. Okay, so pay attention. <laughs> um, okay. Um, what should a freshman expect coming into, um, you know, a college program, coming into, especially Juco as well? Um, you know, there's a lot of, I guess, Juco's kind of known as a meat market, mm-hmm. they kind of describe it as. Um, so what can a freshman expect coming in? I I don't know if you're ever ready. And I think some people think that it's just junior college and it's it's hard for people to understand like everyone was really good from where they came from. Yes. So the level of play is a lot faster. The shot clock, some people have, have had the benefit of playing with the shot clock before. For some that does take a little longer and just getting used to media timeouts, just some of the routine, like the normal day routines and kind of, I would say, maybe more the demand that we ask of, of our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this isn't really high school where you get to kind of just go through practice and you have your seventh period, then you have practice, and then you go home. Like, mm-hmm. you live here now. It's like, hey, like I need you to get your individuals done. I need study hall. I need you talking to your teachers if we're missing class one day. Like, you need to make sure that's um, ready to go. We have weights. We have extra conditioning. Like I'm gonna send you film to watch on your own time. So I mean, it's if you want to do this, don't do it just because it sounds really cool to be a college athlete. Do it because you actually want to do it and you're ready to give a commitment to it. Is there any advice um, that you can give to um, a freshman coming in in terms of how to mentally prepare themselves? I think the more organized, the better. Like, I loved a planner. Just um, at the beginning of the year, I used to take all my syllabuses or syllabi and uh, just kind of just give myself a heads up on maybe when things are going to start getting due just so I can, like, not get so overloaded maybe this week of finals or this week of midterms or say I have an English paper due the same day of a chemistry test, you know. Just something like that, looking forward, just looking ahead just so you're not getting 
you know, overwhelmed. Um, communicating with your teachers and just, I like I said, the best, the more organized and more time management you're ready to go, I think is going to be the best for anyone coming in. Okay, nice. Talking, about, looking at JUCO, and you know, I'm glad to have you here as a, a junior college coach. But there seems to be a stigma about going to junior college. It's not as good as Division One, Division Two. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I would just say if you aren't really looking at junior college, you're just taking out hundreds of opportunities that you potentially could have. And I just I know I personally wouldn't want to recruit someone that thinks they're better than any type of level. Mm. So, I mean, to me, it's humble yourself. Like, that's a good level, whether you go... I mean, there's bad D1s, there's bad D2s, there's yes. bad D3s, there's bad yes. guys. Like, the level doesn't matter where you're at. Like, if it's a good program, it's a good program. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. And, and I like the, the idea of, yes, there are certain... Program. A bad program is a bad program, Absolutely. no matter what level it's at. So uh, they have bells and whistles. It's, it's a bad <laughs> program. <laughs> definitely, um, definitely, definitely. Um, what's your view on where to recruit the best type of player from? So would it be high school? Would it be prep? Would it be like from a club? I like players from my all over. I mean, if you, I mean, I haven't been able to get a prep player this year, or since I've been coaching so far. But I mean, if the up the moment, or if it opens up and those doors open up, of course we're gonna take someone. If they're ready to work and they're ready to play, I mean, I could care less if you, if you come down from the corner store from down the street. Like, <laughs> like we want good hoopers. I mean, we want good people. I mean, I think AAU is an amazing way to be seen, but some people just don't have the time, nor the money, nor the means of getting the to AAU. So yeah. I don't want people to think that high school, like we don't recruit high school kids. I mean, of course, AAU um, opportunities are awesome, being able to go see a big tournament and stuff like that. But like I said, word of mouth is really good for me, whether it's AAU prep, high school, pickup. <laughs> okay. Um, and that's, you said, you know, you mentioned AAU. Um, it brings me around to it because there's a lot of high school players um, and even some AAU coaches that stay like AAU is the like if you want to get recruited you have to play AAU you have to like would you agree disagree I would disagree I think if you're good you're good people are going to know about you I mean I know I've called coaches and been like hey like who are the, th the best three players on your team who are the best three players you've played against? Who are mm -hmm. the best three players in your area? Like, if you're good, word's gonna get out. I mean, I think AAU is a phenomenal way of getting your name out there and getting film and getting exposure. But it's not for everyone, you know. Mm, true. I mean, we've had we have we've had kids that didn't play high school or didn't play AAU, and they were great for us still. Nice. Um, how hard or how easy is it uh, to integrate in? international um, international athlete into your program and community? I would say that we're definitely blessed at Trinidad State. I mean, I think almost every team off the top of my head, I would say, has international players. So, I mean, for us, I think it's a, that's a nice little, like, a comfort blanket for yes, us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, a lot of our kids, I would say, like, I mean, we've had players that have offered players to come come home with them on the weekends. Like, if we have a weekend off, I think our kids do a great job of keeping them included. I mean, mm -hmm. our school does these little activities. So, I mean, they'll get to know each other really well to where there's not that barrier anymore. And, I mean, we have a lot of players. I mean, like, 
Maria from Spain, Kat from Colombia, a lot of our players from last year, they spoke Spanish as well too, so it was just nice being able to speak in your native tongue native, sometimes yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, too. Um, is there anything in particular that, you know, your school does to help integrate the, you know, international athletes? Um, we have a, an international uh, international coordinator, so he does, he makes sure, like, their I-20s are all good, their, nice. um, all their paperwork are good to go. I mean, he does a really good job, and now we have um, Bailey as well, too. She does a really good job, her, or her and Miguel, so it's just kind of we make sure that they are um, taking care of paperwork-wise, everything-wise, and everything like that. And, I mean, even when we did, our, like, our media day, like, we told our kids, like, hey, if you have a flag, like, come bring okay, it. We want to yeah, like, yeah, let yeah, people yeah. know where you're from. We're yeah. going to start doing some some get-to-know-yous on our social media site. So we want to be excited that we are able to get international players because not every school is able to do that. Nice. I like that. Um, yeah, having the um, flag come down. and Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um what is typically covered by uh, a scholarship? You know, do you guys give, especially at the, the junior college level, is it all full scholarships? Are they half scholarships? Um, yeah, talk about that. We've had, I mean, our program, we, it takes everyone to kind of make our team. I mean, we have some kids that are fortunate to get that full ride. We have some kids that are on partial. We have some walk-on players. So, I mean, for us, like, some, I mean, we try and cover, like, tuition um, um, fees and stuff like that. There's board, there's your meal plan and stuff. So, I mean, it just depends, like, if we have money. And, of course, if you qualify for extra aid or extra scholarships, we want to see what that covers, and then maybe we can try and cover the rest. But, I mean, for the most part, we just try and make it to where you are leaving here as cheap as possible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and with a, a full ride for an international um are there any, I don't want to say hidden costs, but are there, is there anything that the school can't pay for? Um, I know for us, like, we have, like, a dorm deposit. At the beginning of the year, you have to pay, like, $100 just okay. to make sure you don't trash your room. Okay. But as long as you, you do your due diligence and you keep the room up, you get that money back. Okay. Um, I know we, we typically don't buy, um, buy airplane tickets. I mean, just maybe making sure that those, like, they have some money stored away so they can't go home for, like, Christmas and, you know, summer break. But I can't think of anything else as of right now that we may or may not be able to pay for. Okay. And. And, um, the insurance side of things so you cover uh, you guys cover all the insurance no so I mean we cover we have secondary so for the most part every one of our kids will bring in their own primary and then like something along the lines of 2500 after that um, the first 2500 is theirs and then afterwards we would kick in okay so an international student coming in would have to find their own initial primary uh, insurance okay and can it be done with, I mean, I'm assuming you guys would help them find a primary yeah. carer. Yeah, we have, um, we have a, like, our trainer does a really good job, and our athletic director, they have a list and kind of just said, like, hey, like, maybe look on these and see which one best fits for your needs, and, you know, just talking about, like, maybe some deductible prices and stuff like that, and that okay. matter, like, if you know, like, you're going to get sick a lot, maybe you might want to have <laughs> some different one compared to someone that's like, no, I've never done no. anything in my life, you know? Um, okay, and is it mandatory to have insurance or is it just recommended? I would say as mandatory as possible, like, please have insurance. <laughs> please. Just, I mean, because, I mean, that's money out of your pocket. I, I don't know many people that just have that much money laying around that are ready for, just, like, in case they tripped or something, you know? Ten grand, just, you know, oh, yeah, I broke my arm. Exactly. Um, 
it's it's very especially coming from you know uh, most places outside of the US um, there's a uh, central healthcare um, you know me being from England there's the NHS the National Health Service so you know now coming being in the states and paying for healthcare it's pretty new so you know I know and I'm glad I didn't but I know when you're coming in you're like oh 30 bucks a month in the grand scheme is nothing but you're like oh, I've got to pay for my healthcare when yeah. I've never had to pay for my healthcare no it's got to be something different like I can only imagine I know some of our kids probably don't understand I mean I sometimes don't even like I have to ask a lot of questions just to make sure it's like just confirming this is what you said and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. just kind of asking a lot of questions like if you don't understand something like have them like explain have them explain it two and three times maybe see if you, they can send you like over a diagram just because it's like if you're gonna pay for it you want to know where your money's going yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely um yeah make sure you've got insurance um <laughs> Okay, so is a scholarship uh, the full length of your duration at college or is it on a year-to-year basis? We do year-to-year just to kind of keep everyone more accountable. I mean, I think if you sign a four-year scholarship, that junior and sophomore year might get really, really, uh, really <laughs> iffy there, you know? So, I mean, we do, we'll, re, uh, we'll come back, you know, recollect and kind of, you know, go over the year and just say, like, hey, you did this, this, and this. I mean, we've raised scholarships. <laughs> we've raised scholarships before because they did so well we've we oh, have wow, had to okay. decrease some scholarships just because maybe of poor performance but just you know it's just what you're willing to do for me is what I'm willing to do for you sometimes like you know is there ever I guess the classroom the academic side and the performance side are two different elements in in, in terms of the scholarship I would imagine if we're you know if we're in a business transaction and let's say, you know, when you picked me up, you recruited me, you was expecting a starter, um, you know, 15 plus, nine boards, you know. Um, That's a good recruit right you there. Know, <laughs> I, you know, I'm like, okay. And, but, hey, I've given no trouble, great chemistry, um, good team, uh, you know, good, good team, uh, good teammate. But, you know, I've given you four... Four points, a rebound, um, but I've got a four point oh. Would you decrease my um, my scholarship money? That one's a little hard. We might try and find some other scholarships that maybe they can apply for academically and see, okay. um, just so we can help out someone that might be able to help them out there mm-hmm. on the court. Or maybe we would ask them like, hey, like what's going on? Like if you got some stuff going on at home that maybe held you like mentally that you weren't there in the game this this season. Like, maybe we, we'll talk about that. But, I mean, I'm not going to cut a kid just because their performance on the basketball court isn't what I expected. I mean, if they're still being the same person that I expected, like, who knows? Maybe they went through that freshman wall, and then now they're ready to climb it. And now okay. sophomore year, maybe they give me double what I was expecting. So, I mean, you just kind of – you have to know who what that person's capable yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, I got you. It's, um, it's always a, a tricky situation because it's like – I guess you're investors of men or in of, of people, and you know when they're not producing, which I guess affects your livelihood. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, well, I, great kid, 
but I need someone to, you know, produce on the court. So I guess it must be a struggle when you're renegotiating or looking at scholarships or how that plays in. Absolutely. I mean, for us, we don't just care about points and winning and stuff like that. Like, we want, I love the fact of saying, like, hey, if you stay here, we have had a 100% graduation rate since I've been here. Like, we're making sure you graduate on time and you're having an opportunity to play at the next level. I mean, for us, we could just be like, hey, you didn't get the job done, you're out of here. But I don't think you, like, word, word gets around quickly, and I don't think that's a school you would want to come play yeah. for if you heard about that. Uh, a lot of pressure. Um, yeah, a little yeah. too much pressure for for that. I mean, I I don't know. I I wouldn't. I myself wouldn't want to play in that condition. And uh, being an 18, 19 year old, knowing that too, like hey, I messed up. You know, I messed up in the game, and yeah. now you know I'm constantly thinking about, am I even going to be exactly. back? Exactly, and that's the thing. I mean, I think to me, your kids play better for you when there isn't as much stress, so they can just go and be kids and have fun. I don't think. Putting that or reminding them about the money they're on would be the best situation for them mentally mm. or performance-wise. I like it. Um, what does a typical college day consist of? So if we were to look at, I guess we'll start with in-season because that's what everyone cares about, games and <laughs> wins and stuff. So what does a, a typical college day look like in-season? So if we're in-season, like say if it is game day, I mean... Wake up, get your breakfast. Um, if everyone, if there's a time where everyone can meet, um, we'll do a shoot around and everything like that. If not, I mean, say there's a date, there's just a time where it's like no one can get off. Uh, we don't want them to miss classes, of course. So we'll just say, hey, come get shots up on your own. Um, if it's an early game, maybe brunch was their pregame meal. If it's a later game, make sure you eat lunch. That's your pregame meal. And then for us, we say you will, if our game's at five, you'll be at the school by four on the court as soon as possible then we're starting our team um shooting pregame um a half an hour beforehand okay cool i know some coaches do before more than that i know some coaches like you're at an hour before you're on the court so we've been kind of playing with that perfect time so far okay um and what have you found what's what do you guys prefer what do you prefer as a coach as a coach i prefer i'd probably say about 35 40 minutes but as a player I wanted like 10 minutes all I need coach a couple free throws oh really as a player I thought I knew everything of course that's crazy uh, no I think 30 minutes to the 40 I I think you don't want to overdo it before the game even starts so I think get up a couple shots come talk re um you know, reconvene and talk to each other about the starting lineup, maybe what you're going to see again, and then go out there and get some more shots up, get the intensity going, and then let's go play. I normally, you know, in my experience, it's normally like, okay, we're here an hour before, mm-hmm. and then, you know, everyone's kind of dressed out almost. Um, you know, there's no real structure. You just, mm-hmm. you know, get a couple of shots up, you mm-hmm. interact, everyone gets the feel for each other. Um then you'll go in, have your team talk, you know, assignments, all the rest of it. Then you'll see like the trainers get taped up. This is maybe like 30 minutes before. And then the last 15 to 20, then you're okay, lay up lines. Mm-hmm. 
intensity talking you know crank it up really into that last exactly. that, 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 that last yeah I would say the only thing is we try and kind of get our kids to do if they do need treatment get it earlier that day and then yeah. like I said in that hour once you get there at four that's your treatment time I don't want you taping ankles right before you're getting ready to fly I want you to warm up on it see how that tape feels and then let's you know instead of having to ask the trainer during like before or after that national anthem if they can cut it off or okay. do another one you know yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. so they can wear it in a little bit I got you. I got you. Uh, Trying to make sure it keeps recording. Um, okay, so uh, what does. No, let me start again. Okay, so looking at the season, um, when do you. Is there any time off? So is that, you know, do you train only pre season, during season, or is it all year round? How does it work? I would say we try and train it um, all year round. I mean, the first couple of days, we'll let them get their feet under them, kind of get used to the school so they're not like, hey, coach, I don't even know where the science building is, <laughs> but I know where the gym is, you know? Uh-huh. So we'll kind of let them ease in a little bit. We'll get after it in the preseason, you know, maybe some gym stuff, maybe some weights, maybe some conditioning um, off campus. And then during season, of course, we're trying to make sure we're just using, utilizing our time the best. I mean, with us having one gym, and us having to share with men's basketball, women's volleyball, and you know, if there's another activity in there, like, or say, like, maybe it rained or snowed in softball or baseball or soccer needs to come in, you know, I just want to make sure we're just getting the most out of our time in the gym. And then after afterwards, once we got bumped off last year, I think we gave them about two weeks off, let them just kind of rest, yeah, and, you know, yeah. kind of, you know, decompress from the season, then we'll probably get back after it, just doing some individuals, some positional stuff, and just so we don't, don't get too rusty. Okay, nice. Uh, got to keep them loose. Um, and then on that note, for the internationals, I mean, if you're only giving them two weeks, is that two weeks they're allowed to go home? Do you give them more time, less time? I would say probably not, because, I mean, we finished last year, I think it was, um, I want to say it was about March 3rd-ish. Like, we were pretty done right around this time. Oh, wow. And um, so, I mean, for that, that two weeks is kind of like, hey, get your academics ready to go. Like, okay. Like, now yeah, that yeah. once once a season ends, it's kind of like, hey, now it's time to make sure graduation, or if it's if it's your freshman year, just making sure those classes and everything is good to go. Because for us, we'll, we'll usually give you guys, um, we give our internationals complete, like, summers off. So go home, hang out with your families, enjoy food and everything that you mm-hmm. might have missed out on. Is that now, I know the, the timetable academically is different overseas, mm-hmm. but for the summer, you mean the whole of June and July? Yeah. So we'll, okay. um, I think last year, our school finished, I think, second week of May. So once they finish their classes, I tell them they're more than welcome to go. Um, as long as they've already been advised, they're good to go for the next year if they are returning. If they're not, making sure that they are good. I know, um, like, if they needed some, like, visits to other schools, if they were, like, graduating and maybe they needed to go do that, making sure that that's, all that's taken care of and then being able to go home. Nice. Um, you just, I just picked up on something. Um, talk, you spoke about visits. Um Again, one, a young lady on, on the first series, she said that, you know, she went to a junior college and they didn't, you know, give her her letters. Um, they didn't tell her about other... Yeah, <laughs> um, they kept the, a lot of information back from her. Um, how do you... you know, how, do, how do you guys do it? Should that state, you, you know, if a, a kid's got a, um, a visit... 
that comes up and it might be in the year or whatever, do you allow them to go? Or? Okay. Um, of course, we, we would try and work with that four-year coach and see if we can have it to where they don't miss something important or something like but if it's like hey like they're gonna miss practice absolutely that mm-hmm. might be the next school you're gonna be at for the next two years like please we want to make sure you need you need the, you need to get that done and make sure it's gonna be a good fit because you know I think the worst thing you can do is pick something just off of like off of a, like the division or the name and you may not if you don't go see it for yourself it may not be the best decision for you you know mm, yeah. I think um, for us, I mean, we, I would never keep a scholarship away from a kid. Like, Hey, like once I, once a coach reaches out to me, I'm going to tell that kid everything. I might even forward them the email, just let them see like, Hey, this is what the coach said. Like, like, let's make sure like we're ready to go. If she does ask you more, he does ask you more, but we're really, we're really open with our kids. I mean, we want to make sure we don't withhold anything. I mean, at the end of the day, it's their decision on if they go there or not. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, we're gonna send that that coach highlights. We're gonna help them as much as possible. Like I said, I love um, emails with like their name, their position, short and sweet, film, um, transcript. So we try and do that, and then afterwards, it's like, hey, th- this is your decision. This is you earned this. You know. Mm, yeah. All right. That is cool. It's as I said, it was heartbreaking. Especially, I think it was like the first episode. It was heartbreaking, and she's like, hey, coach, you know, I had two, three schools. You know, message me, send me out, you know, um, letters and, and stuff. And the staff just held held it back from me. And I didn't know until at the end of the season. See, to me, that's just super season. selfish. I mean, that's, at the end of the day, it's, I, I don't understand why you would, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't do it. Because, I mean, you might open up a, an avenue for players in the future to come to that school. And you might open up a connection. So, I would never, and like we were talking about earlier, Coach, I mean, some people might, you know, poke poke their nose up if it's like a smaller school or something mm. like that. So I just don't understand why you just wouldn't hear someone out, no matter what, no matter where. And at. and and I guess you know, looking into recruitment as well, I think it'd probably be a better scenario of you know a school saying, "Hey, we've helped this player go to X Y Z school. You know, they're Division One, this, that, and the third. So it helps you as a program." to help move on those kids. Absolutely. I mean, for us, I love being able to say that since I've been coaching at Trinidad State, every player that has finished um, our program has gotten a scholarship to play at the next level. Now, is it the level they may have wanted to? No, but we're going to open up doors. We're going to talk to coaches. We're going to make you highlight film. We're going to send out stuff to me. We're going to make sure, hey, like, if you need to go to an open tryout, you need to go do this. Like, we're going to make sure, like, hey, you you can't say we didn't get you opportunities, you know? And do do what was needed. Um, okay. What type of statuses are there in um, junior college? So, um, the NCAA has the red shirts, medical red shirts, gray shirts. Um, is it the same at junior college? I would say so. I'm not too familiar with the gray shirt, so I would need to look into it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But um, I know for us, we have had some players that maybe got hurt early in the season that have had to a medically red shirt. And I have had some players that maybe once they got there, they realized that they may have needed an extra year just to develop on themselves and go from there. Okay. Um, how important is academics to the whole process um, in terms of, you know, being recruited and being able to keep your eligibility to play? 
I think for us, I mean, we stress academics pretty hard. I mean, we, me and Coach Jenny, we check our, our kids' grades at least once a week, and that's a bare minimum. We want to, I mean, no coach wants a 2.0 kid, you know what I mean? No one wants a kid that's doing the bare minimum. I, 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 I believe that you practice like you play, and you know that stuff's going to correlate with it. So, I mean, if I had a kid that's a 3.5, they're doing their thing on the basketball court, and maybe the, there's a better kid that's doing their thing basketball-wise, but maybe they have a 2.0 and they're maybe barely eligible, I'd probably take that kid that's less athletic or maybe less um, points-wise on the, on the board than the kid that might be more talented. Just because, I mean, that kid's doing great, but if they're having a hard time with us, maybe they come to our, our new school or something like that, and it's like, I don't know if they're going to be passing classes now. It's just yeah. an extra an extra thing I have to worry about, you know, where it's like if this kid's already getting their business done on and off the court, I like that kid. I like that, what that kid brings to this program, you know? Okay. Um, now, I have a, a, I'm sure you probably get it with the girls, but I know I definitely get it with the guys where some of them are knuckleheads and they don't want to study. They don't want to do their work. They don't want to pass their classes or whatever. Um, or that you want to put in the bare minimum at junior college can you play or practice and not make the the required grades no for us we need you to be eligible you gotta pass those 12 credits uh credits coming in as a um as a freshman i mean after that there's so many more other um requirements and everything so we can make sure like we don't want someone in here that's not doing their job, you know, like, and it's just for us, it's just, hey, we can't help you get to the next level, which that next step is going to afford you if you're not ready to go. For us, you need 60 credits to graduate from our junior college, so we try and do, um, we, put, we try and put our kids in 16 every semester, just so there is a little plus or minus four Lord, credits yeah. at the end, yeah, so... And for our kids, I mean, we really stress, hey, a 3.5 gets you in the door when we start talking more academic scholarships. And a lot of our school, um, we have offered PTK, which is a phenomenal um, transfer scholarship, which is just Phi Theta Kappa. So, I mean, that might be extra money that just goes in your pocket once you're done with your scholarship. So nice. we really want to make sure we're opening those doors for that. Is that, so the, the them not being eligible to play, is that down on... Trinidad State, or is that the NJC? That's the NJCAA. If you're not eligible, you will not be suiting up. You will not play. I mean, we would. I'm pretty sure we would have to forfeit the games if that were the case. So really? I do believe so. Wow, um, that's crazy. Um, and how does that work in terms of, you know, does do you have to submit grades every game, or is there a period? Like, how does that? So, like for the kids coming in. As long as you did all your ACT and you came in, you graduated and everything, you should be good to go. Once, like say, we'll just say for a freshman coming in, if say they pass nine credits instead of 12, we would have our kids take a mini semester or um, an intermission class Mm -hmm. just so they can maybe make up a class if they did not do so well or they needed to, you know, they didn't meet the credits um, that we needed and then they could transfer that back in. Okay, okay. Um, And what's a mini semester? Um, so, like, it's just, a, like, some other colleges um, offer it. I mean, it's about a two- to three-week. I mean, some do it over winter break, some do it over spring break, where you can just make sure you can just, you're good to go eligibility-wise and credit-wise. Wow. Okay, cool. Making sure that, you know, you can, I guess it's like studying in two different schools, right? Yes. So, I mean, in some schools, like, like say, if we offered it, you would still take it with us. But, I mean, like, um, some of our kids have had to take Dawson before, Clarendon, Frank Phillips, they'll, and then they'll just transfer it back in. And 
again, talking about or referring back to the scholarship side of things, if I had to do a mini master, does the scholarship cover... Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so some of our players found that out, that just pass it when I'm paying for it, and it's a lot easier. <laughs> Uh, well, a lot of our kids grew up a little bit this uh, winter break. Uh, see, and, the, and this is the thing, the understanding that, hey, you know, you need the grades to pass. Absolutely. And, okay, I guess there's opportunities to help get your grades up. But if you don't do what it is, then now you got to pay out your own pocket. Yep. So you grinding to get that scholarship kind of almost backfired on you if you're not going to take care of that money when you got it. That's crazy, man. Yeah, man. You got and how much? I mean, I don't have to know all of them, but how much is a, a course roughly? Sometimes it's about like a hundred dollars a credit, and so if it's a, if it, it could be anywhere. I've seen anywhere between like a hundred to two hundred a credit, and say if you fail three credits, that yeah. can add up really quickly. Man, mm-hmm. and now you including fees sometimes, and if you need to buy a book for that credit or for that class. So, I mean, I've, it could be pretty expensive anywhere between 300 to maybe a grand. For like a three-week class just to make up classes that you should have done in the first place. Do you want to pass? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be passing, man. Exactly. I'll be passing. So, I'll be, and and that could, we just want to tell our kids, it's like, hey, that could be a really nice Christmas gift, or that could be passing a class that you should just pass the first time. Or a flight home. Or, or a flight home. Man, I'll be in layup lines. I'll be passing and then in the books at the same time. I'm making sure I'm not. Yo. But we do a good job. Like I said, we're going to do study hall every other day for our kids. So how we do it is, so after first semester is done, any kid that didn't have a 3.0 is going to have extra study hall. So we make sure that um, we're getting them like, hey, did you just... Did we just drop the ball on something? Did we just not turn something in at the last minute? And our school has amazing um, um, help and support systems. So, I mean, we offer tutoring in almost every class that we have. And if we nice. don't, we have a really thing, a really cool thing called BrainFuse. Um, it's like a thing that's affiliated with our D2L, which is like our desire to learn where the kids turn their homework in. So they can click on that, and there's live tutoring um, wow. available. So, like, say... Say for chemistry, I needed something and I was doing my homework at 6 p.m. and my class was earlier in the day. I can log on to that and they can help me walk through something. Maybe maybe I'm just not setting up a formula right or something like that. And I can do something with them online right, right when I needed to. That's pretty cool. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome. And it helps. I mean, me and my assistant coach both played at Trinidad. So, I mean, a lot of us kind of know, like, the best ways to study for classes, whether it's, like, maybe flashcards. We put, um, we use page protectors and we'll, like, do, like, fill in the blanks with our kids if it's a vocab Uh, question. Have them type it up and then write it in and then erase it and then just go back and forth with it. So, I mean, we've seen, we've seen it and we kind of know how to, how to, you know, make you best fit for that situation. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um... Okay, last last few. Um, we're having a good time. Here. We are. We are. Hey, I'm really enjoying it. I'm I really, love it. really enjoying it. Um, what's the basic life fundamental a freshman should come into college with? Um, I would definitely say manners. I think that'll get you in mm-hmm. the door a lot. I mean, kind of just sets you apart. You know, learning how to, or knowing how to make an appointment. I think is huge. I mean, talking, being able to send an email, maybe requesting an appointment, like, hey, um, introducing yourself in that email. I am going to be a student athlete. 
um, I would like to meet you in your office hours so we can go over maybe something I'm missing or maybe I didn't get it or something like that. Just being able to make those common um, connections with your teachers and going the extra way. And I would say laundry too. I mean, I've had to teach some kids how to do laundry, so. Man, I'm doing it with with these dorm kids here, man. They put in, uh, they put their, um, detergent in the the comforter spot and I'm like yo man it's <laughs> give me a hard time so, so we definitely have, we've we've talked we we do some stuff like that and we um once a week we do a handshake meeting just to yeah. still teach a, like what a, a good handshake is you never know you know when it might come in handy a handshake meeting yeah okay. so in that meeting I mean we want our kids to understand like on the court of course, I, we, we're talking about basketball, but off the court, we're, I mean, in our handshake meetings, we're going to talk about everything else. Like, how's your family? Is there anything you need? Like, can we help you in any way? Like, are your classes good? And just kind of just do that. And um, once we end, end the meeting, we'll give a good handshake and, you know, they'll sign the door and they've done, they're done for the week. Oh, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah, sometimes they're about 10 minutes. Sometimes they're maybe five. Sometimes they're 30. Like, if the kid really is going through something, maybe, you know. Just, just so the kids understand that we're people too, and we're not just your coaches. Like, if mm. you need something, we can't help you if we don't know. It's kind of like a, an advisory, right? Mm. Okay, nice. Um, uh, what type of relationships do coaches have with parents? So, um, Lisa's mum is concerned. She watched the, she, you know, she stayed up. She's in. Bulgaria, she's you know watching the game at like four in the morning. Mm-hmm. She's tired and she's like, "Yo, yeah, Lisa didn't play. Like, coach, man, I stayed up till four. My little girl, I sent her to you, and she hasn't played in the last two games. What's going on?" So I tell our kids in our first meeting, I don't talk about about playing time with anyone that's not that player. Okay. If they're not in our immediate circle, I don't talk to, about playing time, just so they can already. I'm not going to let your parents waste those minutes anymore. <laughs> if it's anything else, have my phone number if you need to call me for anything regarding your child's health, well-being, mm-hmm. um, anything like that. Absolutely, I'll be the first person to answer that. And, but if it's about playing time, well, I think we're going to have to find another time for this one. Maybe yeah. when she's out of four year, we can talk about <laughs> playing time. <laughs> um, and what about other stuff? So, you know... Um, She's worried about Lisa's eating habits. Um, she's worried about, you know, maybe the school stress. Um, you know, how much time are you giving to, to parents about that? Absolutely. I mean, if those parents need to talk, I mean, this is their kid. I mean, I, we made that. Not only did the player make that uh, agreement, the parents made that agreement to trust me. So, I mean, I want to make sure that they feel comfortable with their kid being here in our in our care. So, I mean, we're going to do the most that we can. So, I mean, if, say, something just happened in the week and, like, maybe the, pe- the player hasn't talked to me about it, but their parents reach out, either way, it's just if I can, if I know it's better for me in the end because I don't want to yell at a kid that might be going through some hard stuff at yeah, home, you know what yeah. I mean? Where it's like, hey, like, I might need to pull that kid aside and be like, hey, if you need, like, a second to go, like, collect yourself, like, that's fine, you know? Mm-hmm. So, we, I, at the end of the day, it's the best. It's just about being, it's about the kid. So it's like, what, if we know, we know, and it'll help us in any situation. Okay, I like that. Um, what would you, what would your advice be to any parent that's got some reservations about sending their kids six, seven thousand miles away from home, different um, time zones, uh, different food, different, you know, a way of living, different cultures? What advice? would you give to any of those parents? I would say 
let them be kids. You only get to be this age at, for so long. You only get to play for so long. Let them experience some stuff. I mean, trust them. Trust them that you raised them the right way to make good decisions. And, I mean, of course you're always going to worry. I mean, I'm 27 and my mom still worries about me. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's just, if you did a good job parenting, like, your kid's going to make really good decisions. And just let them go see, see like, just, home will always be there. You know, yeah. and see what see what else is um, up to up to grab and just opportunity wise. Yeah, it's 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 tough um, trying to empathize with these parents. You know, after 16, 17, 18 years of you know always being there, providing, cooking, ups, downs, whatever, and then just to go. <laughs> Off you go by, I can imagine it's like really tough and really hard, and there's always so many questions. Um, and in my exp- in my experience, fathers, yes, they're concerned, but they're like, "Hey, go do your thing." And mums are like, "Hey, did you brush your teeth? Did you comb your hair? Did you do this? Is this, this? What's the type of air you're breathing in?" Exactly. So you know, it's I think trying to um, find a medium. Yeah. I would say, I mean, it's funny because, I mean, I've seen, this is daddy's little girl and it's the first time, this is mama's pride and soul. I mean, at the end of the day, I think if the kid and you have a good relationship with the coach, I mean, I think if you can trust me Mm. right now, then clearly I I want nothing but your daughter's best best, um, interest, of course. I mean, we're going to make sure she leaves our program being a better person, being a better basketball player, being a better future employer. Uh, a future mom like we want to make sure we're not just helping them on the court we want to help them off the court as well too I mean we're going to return them back to you and you might like what we did with them you know (laughs) I like it Um, and you know uh, one of the last questions um, this is definitely going to heighten the anxiety of parents Um, but in your especially you know you going through the process yourself junior college um, four year college um there is a lot of distractions um, attached to A, just being young um, and B, being a part of a college now. You imagine you're 17, 18 years old, thousands of miles away from home. There's always a bunch of distractions. Um, They come in the form of drugs, they come in the form of alcohol and sexual relationships. Now, as a a coach and as I said, as, as someone that's been through that, how would you advise the young people to navigate those things i would just say like remember why you're there remember your why because i mean for me of course of course those things are there for you and of course you want to have a good time but at the end of the day is that 10 minutes of fun worth maybe a lifetime of regret Mm. or worth missed opportunities you know what i mean like yeah everyone's doing it but at the end of the day it's is that what you want to be a part of or is that what you want to be known for? And I mean, you just want to make sure you're making the right decisions for, like I said, you only get to be a basketball player for so long. Some of us get to be a little longer, but you just want to make sure you're making the right decisions Mm. to put you in the the place to succeed, you know? Is there any um, methods that you can share to kind of help get yourself out of those situations? So let's say... Um, you're a brand new international kid coming into campus and you know you've got you found a a group of people that are involved in some things that you shouldn't be getting yourself involved in is that you know how would you advise them to get out of that situation 
are you saying like those are teammates that are yeah. maybe doing it? I would just say that that's a tough situation. That's a tough one. I would definitely say maybe one, just if you're in a safe spot, just have someone either you can call to make sure you are in a safe place to be. Um, whether you like say if you're at a party, if you're if you're not comfortable there, have someone come pick you up. I mean, we have Ubers, we have Lyfts. Like, make sure you're using those okay. things. Okay. Um, never go by yourself. Like, understand like never go um, somewhere where you may not have like your best friend or your your other teammate with you there just so you can just always have someone with you and then I would just maybe talk to those people when they have have a chance and just be like hey like that's not what's gonna that's not what's gonna help us win and if it's a place where it's like that's maybe not what they're really interested in is winning and like being good and everything maybe you might have to transfer if that's that that program is just having if that's what that program is okay with you know what I'm saying so I mean at the end of the day it's just kind of gonna have to look at who you are who you're surrounding yourself with and you know if your teammates are doing that maybe that's not the teammates you want not the not the best environment see Um, we try and keep us we try and keep our kids really busy so we don't have to (laughs) (laughs) I like it (laughs) have them tired by the night and then they're just out cold (laughs) it's really hard to do all that stuff when you're that tired <laughs> just run like five miles before practice and then you know, have practice and now they're like we're done. I, I feel you. I like that strategy. Um, coach, it's been great having you here. Um, before I let you go, can you, you know, let's say again, um, I don't want to use Lisa. I, I need another. Let's say another Maria um, is really interested. She's watching now. She, you know, she's, she's heard what you've had to say and she's really interested in joining Trinidad State because, um, you know, she doesn't think she's ready for um, a four-year school. Um, A, what's the best way to get a hold of you? And B, what can you tell us about the program um, in particular, why, you know, uh, Trinidad State would be a good uh, good option for her? I would definitely say, I mean, my email is on our page. I mean, Google us, um, just type in Trinidad State um, Women's Basketball. Um, our contact information there, me and Coach Jenny will check our emails every day just to make sure. Send us some good film. I mean, send us your transcripts. Let us know. Short and sweet, like we said earlier. <laughs> um, but show us why, why we should be taking a look at you. And then, I, I mean, if you want a place where we're going to push you, we're going we're gonna to transition. We're going to get up and down the court. We love some up and down basketball. And, I mean, we just, we're going to play hard, and that's what we really like. And then we're going to get you exposure. I mean, we're going to make, like I said, make those highlight films. We're going to get coaches coming to our games and coming and watching you. I mean, we're going to make sure that you come in here, you understand you're investing in us and we're investing in you. And it's going to be a close-knit community. I mean, we, our community members, like, love coming to the games. They love seeing you at Walmart and saying, hey, you did a good day. Uh, you had a really good game the other day. I mean, that's what you're getting with Trinidad. I mean, we're blue-collar, and we're going to love to get after and work. Nice, nice. Um, and kind of trivial, what's the weather like over in, in, in uh, Colorado there in I'd say it's probably about 60 degrees right now and sunny. Oh, okay. It's, oh. A, it's, it's been a nice day. I mean, I wore shorts and uh, a hoodie the other day. It was really nice. Oh, okay, okay. So good weather, good food. Oh, really good food. I mean, we have a lot of mom and pop places, which are really nice. I mean, we have really good Italian, um, Mexican, I would say like American comfort food, like your burgers, okay. your pizzas mm-hmm. and stuff like that too. So, I mean, really good. There's some places to... Ask me a thing or two once you get up there. Coach, <laughs> you have to try it up. 
Uh, Coach, really, 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 really appreciate your time. I know we've been trying to pin this down for a while. I know. It's good to finally get it going. And, I mean, this was fun. I love the questions you asked, and I love that we're able to help some people out. Definitely. Um, so I'm going to say, I know your season got canceled or? we It got shortened. So, okay. I mean, we, we actually played, what, we've played about seven games as of right now. So, I mean, okay. we're waiting to see kind of how many more we get to finish with. But hopefully, fingers crossed, we get to keep going hard. Okay, so best of luck with Thank your you season. So good luck with you guys as well. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. This is Destiny Bragman. I'm the head women's basketball coach at Trinidad State Junior College. Thank you for tuning into the Euro Stepping. Stay safe. Appreciate you watching the Euro Stepping. I want to thank everybody for watching Euro Stepping. Watching the Euro Stepping. The Euro Stepping. The Euro Stepping. You've been watching the Euro Stepping. The Euro Stepping. The Euro Stepping. You've been watching the Euro Stepping, a great podcast show hosted by Coach D.